Hello and welcome to the What The Fork podcast review show uh, for Euro 2020. England have started their Euro 2020 campaign sorry, with a 1-0 win over Croatia. And whilst it wasn't vintage, a win is a win is a win, as I like to say. Uh, joining me to react to the show is two regular voices, the first in the shape of Scottish-sounding England fan. Um, Ian, how are you doing, mate? You all right? Yeah, I'm sound. Yeah, good. Yeah. Good. I'm seven pints deep, so I'm going to... Like the fact that I've actually got my words strung together, I'm pretty impressed by this. Um, I probably should have backtracked and decided not to do this, but it is what it is. Well, let's um, see where we are at the end of the podcast, shall we, before we say we've done well? Yeah, I think so, mate. <laughs> and as you'll notice, that is the voice of, uh, of Matt. Matt, how are you doing? Are you all right? Not bad. I'm only four Pacificos deep myself, and um, I had a pint of lilt after. So I thought, you know, I need to ease off the ale. But, you know, so... Um, Good, all good. You know, surprisingly for an opening European championship game for England, good. You're saying there, like, uh, about drinking lilt. I feel, I mean, it's boiling here in, in Scotland. I think it's boiling in, in England as well. But I yeah. went down the, uh, I went down the, I went to the fan zone for people who were wondering. The Glasgow had a fan zone on, which they, they tried the very, very best to mess up. But thankfully, we got tickets. Um, as it was, they had three drafts on offer. They had Heineken. Strongbow and Strongbow Dark Fruits. And I felt like if I, if I went against Strongbow Dark Fruits, I wasn't a real football fan. It feels like a football drink. I would never drink it otherwise. Does anyone else feel like Strongbow Dark Fruits is a football drink? No, I think it feels like um, it's a bit of a prin drink around here. But, you know, it's a bit of a, or, you know, it's a bit of like um, big group of lads, like yeah. tech, tech house lads, isn't it? They were like, where there was like wild, wacky shirts, un, undone, six pack. Tattoo, lads on Aldi to maggle off. I'm not having a go, obviously. I'm just saying you've let me down, you've let Ian down, you've let the podcast down. You've let the entire borough of Sunderland down uh, by not going for the Heineken. To be fair, I've got the uh, I've got the six pack, so... Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. I've, I mean, of, of dark fruits, or... I'm not going to show it, because obviously that would be giving it away. Yeah, yeah. Very much so. <laughs> Your OnlyFans so. is available, isn't it? Uh, five pound a month, yeah. Money well spent. Very much so. Um, before we begin, Ian, I'll, I'll come to you. Um, I don't want to go into the game just yet. Uh, kind of a, a word for Christian Eriksen. I think yesterday everyone... Uh, it's, it's hard putting the words. I'm, I'm really pleased I've got the the day to think about it, but like, I'll, I'll not lie. I was like sitting in tears, like devastated. I didn't I didn't know what was happening. It was I was very lucky that I missed most of what the TV had covered. Um, but great to see him, you know, doing well and hopefully on the road to recovery. Um, but it kind of hit home, didn't it? How I know this is probably not great in a football podcast, but how little football matters realistically, and isn't it? Yeah, exactly. I mean, um, <clears throat> and that's the thing. I mean, I, I, I thankfully missed it. I didn't see any of uh, you know the the, the TV. Um, their sort of pictures, but obviously, I gathered from their um, their reaction just how how sort of bad things were for him. Um, and it does, it just, it just really makes you think and take sort of stock. And, you know, a young lad like that, um, you know, out of the blue, he's obviously, he's, you know, fit and he'll have had regular, um, you know, sort of, you know, heart, heart sort of tracings and things like that through all his, their sort of medical. So it does, it does actually show you, the one thing I was really sort of pleased about was waking up this um, this sort of morning and um, you know just seeing on social media all of the people going over all all of the um, their sort of CPR stuff 
you know, I yeah. just thought that was really, really good. Um, I mean, I know that 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 myself and my line of work I know all about that. So, um, but you know, just to see people sort of spread it, it's uh, yeah, that was that that was a positive thing. It just makes us think, well, actually, how can can we look out out, out for ourselves? So, and just to you as well, Matt. I mean, obviously, um, it was a horrible moment to even though I came in late to, to sort of witness people and, and we could touch on the BBC stuff, but we won't um, and TV stuff, but just great to see him not in the worst position. I think Matt, isn't it? Yeah. The, there was that photo went out straight after of him and people were trying to verify if it was real of him being on the stretcher. And normally you'd be like, they had the flags around him, didn't they? You'd yeah. say that's a voyeuristic, but no, he was awake, wasn't he? He had his hand on his head with the oxygen mask on. And it was like, for once, you were like, you know, you do want a paparazzi to, because it verified that he was immediately, you know, conscious, alive. It was, I was the same. I wasn't watching it live last night. I was, I was editing a track, getting ready for work in the evening. And my phone just went mental with people. They obviously were watching, going, are you watching the game? Are you watching the game? And immediately I just went and put the tail and sat there and like in silence almost. You're watching the yeah. aftermath of it going, you don't know what to make of it. And I, I agree with Ian there about saying about all the stuff of you know, CPR. I've thought for years that why is basic CPR training and, you know, other sort of, you know, like recovery person and that it should be taught in school. It should be taught in primary school. Like, you know, it's maybe year six when you're just slightly more, but it should be a basic thing taught to every single person. You shouldn't have to go and do a, you know, um, it's not a health and safety course. You shouldn't go and do a, a basic first aid course. It should be taught to every single person as part of the curriculum. And um, hopefully, because stuff like this, it really, because stuff like this probably happens every day, doesn't it? It's just normal people. They just collapse. And it, it's the miracle of it, you know, him being a, you know, a major world-class footballer means that he survived because instantly he has world-class people there to help him. And it does just bring it, doesn't it, to the forefront of, you said football doesn't matter. It just makes you go that you know life's so short, isn't it, and so perilous that you've got to enjoy every second. And in a weird way, it makes you go like, why, you know, results like that, England winning today after the year, the eighteen months we've all had, anything that puts a smile on your face and makes you enjoy every single day is good. And you know, today's been a, a good day, hasn't it? And, and the fact that he's, you know, alive and well and responsive. He might never play again, but that's irrelevant right now, isn't it? That, you know, you hope yeah. that whatever problem he's got can be diagnosed and he can live a long and healthy life. Um, he's earned his money, do you know what I mean? He's like 28, 29, but that's, again, that's irrelevant. As long as he can live with his wife and kids for, you know, another 60, 70 years, that's all that matters, isn't it? I'm just so pleased that we can all talk about it in a, a perspective of how, what horrible moment it was, but thank God it had a... The most positive ending it could. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely, mate. And I, and I could watch... I mean, England playing went out my mind for a, a solid few hours. And then when it was like, oh, thank God, okay. Like, um, and, and just... I mean, obviously, we've talked about Casper Schmeichel, Simon uh, Keir, I think I'm pronouncing his name incorrectly, but... Um, and the whole Danish team, like, before we go anywhere else, like, fair play, brilliant. Um, yeah. After a lot of division for a lot of time, like, great to see humanity basically coming together in the way they did. Fantastic. Um, but like I said before, I won't lie. I'm about seven pints deep, um, which is not good for me, to be honest with you. I kind of half forgot that I was going to do a reaction for it. So here we are. Um, so I'm not even sure I should be doing it. But nonetheless, like I, I soldier on. Matt, how much did you enjoy this afternoon? England beating Croatia? Well, first of all, I missed the goal. I, was, I went to the toilet. So, you best know. Best way. Best way so, to do it. Oh, the amount, how many goals do you miss? Do you know what? The most important ones, isn't it, though, is it's, and as well, I 
carted a TV outside and ran a 25-foot coaxial cable from the living room out the window. So I was like, you know, stressed anyway. But I thought it was, we've never won, have we, an opening European Championship group game? No, never. Which was, just, I just could have swore we had, but we always seem to, don't we get, like Euro 96, the Switzerland game, we got held back. The last minute against Russia in 2016, they equalised. And that win, it just changes the complexion of the group, doesn't it? It means even if a disaster happens and we get beat by the Scots on Friday, it means all we got to do is beat the Czech Republic on Tuesday. I thought it was a really good performance. They did not have a chance. The one, they had the half chance, didn't they, in the second half, the half volley was at Cramerich and he dragged it wide. Yeah, They didn't cause us any issues. A lot of eyebrows were raised, weren't they? I know, Graham, you, you posted when the 11 was out, you weren't sure. And I think most of us thought, Chip here at left back, Calvin Phillips, you know, no Grealish. But I thought to a man, they, they were outstanding. And do you know what? I'm so happy for Southgate. And the way that we, we spoke about that, the Players' Tribune letter he did, and it was brilliant. And the way he spoke after the game again, he just is the right man. I think Gary Neville said something similar. He went, he's the right man right now. He, he's, it was almost like he was born to be the England manager. And you look at, you know, like, you think of Sam Allardyce had the job, didn't he, for one game? And without getting too personal, you know, what a piece of work he is. Embodies everything that's wrong about the game, doesn't it? And then you've got someone like him and whatever you think about he did at Middlesbrough and stuff management-wise, not the greatest record. His record as an England manager is brilliant and he's bringing through that young hub. I thought Foden, he was so unlucky, wasn't he, with the, with the, the early effort. First 10 oh, minutes, we really didn't... Yeah, we, we really got at them, didn't we, and pressed. It was a high press. And the thing is, you're not going to... These games, you're never going to go and just spank someone four or five nil. They're a decent, you know, it's still a really good side. Aging, yeah, but they've got quality all over the pitch. It's going to be a tight game. We took the, the big guilt edge chance, Stale and Tuck. We had some others, you know, Kane, great defending at the back stick. And we had a couple of free kicks. Trippier couldn't quite repeat his um, heroics of 2018. I thought it was a fantastic opening tournament performance and a thoroughly deserved three points. Yeah, I agree. Ian? How did you feel about the, the performance in general? How, how are you feeling sort of two hours after the game or three hours, however many hours, four hours, five hours, yesterday, whenever it was? Well, it felt, you know, first day 20, their sort of minutes, it all felt very, very sort of typical England, you know, front front foot, but actually feeling to their score. And I was like, oh, here we go. You know, they're like going to back mm. in. They're going to score. We're going to scramble a one-one. It's going to just be, you know, that that usual dull their sort of opener. Mm-hmm. Um, so actually, when we took the front foot again, you know, and and scored and actually saw the game out and looked really, really, um, uh, they're sort of comfortable. Um, I must admit, and we've been having a laugh in in my house about this because I I am the only English um, their person in it, so. Um, and I was, and I was kind of just, just sort of laughing with everyone about, um, you know, football's coming home. And I've seen loads of tweets and people are saying that. And uh, um, and I've not thought it myself. I must admit, I've been very sort of downbeat on um, they're the lead in, uh, you know, for me. Um, but afterwards, I must admit, I started, I, I started having having a little sing song and uh, <laughs> you know, and feeling good about it. So. There was a part of me that was just like, kind of like, oh yeah, that was good, that was solid, that was great. But then I was also like, hang on, Chris, you're still pretty good. Like I said before the game, I was like, I'd be totally happy with a point. 
I'll totally take the point, like a point to point to point. Um, in terms of performance, I, I think it wasn't vintage England. It wasn't like the best performance you've ever seen. I'm not going to in years, years and years time be like, oh my God, do you remember that time we beat Croatia 1-0? It was kind of like, uh, it, it, it ticked boxes, it did the job. But essentially, it's the first time we've won in in Europe in European tournament, the first game. I don't really remember Croatia having a chance, really. I think Matt touched on it before, but um, it was almost workmanlike, which sometimes you don't get used to with England, we're either brilliant or we're not um, in major tournaments. But but Matt, the performance as a whole, what, what did you make of the performance from sort of start to finish? I thought it was exactly what you want from... It reminds again I, without meaning to get into you know it's coming home territory and stuff like that. There it is, ready to go on the phone. Um, <laughs> I only have the only like that. I've got Vindaloo on my phone. The only two world in motion, world I've got time. that as well. Yeah, those three I bought back in um, twenty eighteen. So I, was like, I need them on my phone just in case. I thought you look at like opening games of teams that go far in tournaments. You know, your Germany's, your Spain's. Like you say, they never you, you, you don't see them come out. and dominate and batter a team unless it's a really like lower ranked team and even then the tight games these games we touched on you know people have a go about different England friendlies and qualifiers were always poor because it's the nature of the beast I thought it was a really solid professional and it's the sort of one where a team there was so much still there without you know we played really well but you know Grealish Sancho wasn't even in the 23 you know Grealish didn't start you know Kane was quiet it was a game where you know Foden did well, but it was quiet. It was like Sterling was the main man today, wasn't he? He was involved in everything. Was. And yeah. it's a game where you know against Scotland, Grealish might play, and it might be his game. And then against the Czech Republic, Kane might score. You know that it shows the strength and depth, I think, and it shows that I think he's going to pick a team for every game. It's not going to be a case of this is the starting eleven. It's going to be go. You know, this is the team that I think will beat Scotland. This is the team that I think will beat the Czech Republic, and then if and when we get out of the group, I think the second round, we play the second place team in the group of death, don't we? So Portugal, If we finish Germany. first or second, yeah. Basically. Yeah, so it's one of them I've seen people say, oh, it would be better to finish second. No, because, you know, eventually, if you're going to win a tournament like this, you're going to face a, a quality team, aren't you, at some point? So you've got to face them, it's irrelevant, and you want to win your group, don't you? You want to win the games. I thought it was as good a first like group game performance in a European championship as I've seen bizarrely the, the best one before today I'd say was Euro 2004 the opening game against France where we were yeah. the better side for 88 minutes by a mile and you know Beckham misses the pen Rooney was in his pomp and then they score two goals in two minutes they score a penalty and then Zidane puts a free kick in so I, yeah really promising signs and I think the likes of Calvin Phillips, we all raised an eyebrow and went, mm, and he was probably he's probably man the match, wasn't he? In most Stirling. I'd say Phillips was outstanding today. Yeah, I mean, I'll openly admit I questioned Mings, I questioned um Phillips, I questioned Trippier at left back. I, I questioned a few positions, but um, you know, I'll come to you with this one. Uh, you know, credit with credit you. I love being wrong. Like, I'm not the kind of person that will post something and be like, oh, shit, better delete it. Because I love being wrong if it benefits me. Like, at the end of the day, I don't mind being like, if I'd posted Calvin Phillips as the worst midfielder that's ever worn England shirt and he's had the man of the match performance, couldn't care less because I can laugh about it. I can be like, brilliant, I'm wrong, and it's benefited me. But 
Um, I agree with Matt. I, I, for me, man of the match, far and wide, and totally dispelled my worries I had about him. Um, there's a long tournament to go, but we're talking about today's game. Did really, really well, Ian. What did you make of uh, Calvin Phillips' performance? Yeah, he was excellent, wasn't he? I mean, and uh, and that's the thing, you know. You know, we all have our 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 sort of views, and we base it on how much how much league league sort of football that you know that we've watched, and uh, you know we will be be sort of coloured by certain sort of factors. But you know, Southgate, you know, knows the players he's been working with them, um, and and let's face it, we're always you know. You know, you know the England manager job is, is uh, you know, we call it a poisoned um, this sort of chalice. But you know, you've got to be sort of bold, and you have to pick, you know, you know the best that you think can work with what you've, you know, got. And we, we don't have that hindsight, do we? We don't, we don't have not hindsight. We don't have that. Um, and you know what, football's full of opinions, and it would be disappointing if it wasn't because podcasts wouldn't exist. So. Um, and football wouldn't exist probably, but Southgate does have that benefit of seeing players week in, week out, day in, day out, and ahead of the tournament. And you've got to say, based on today, you know, I questioned all the all the ones I said before, and Phillips was probably the one where I was like, oh, Calvin Phillips. Because I was like, a good player, but is he first game at the tournament, sort of, against Croatia? Again, oh, God, Modric. Like, oh, I'm not sure about that. But I mean, you can disagree with me here, here, and if you want. But he was man of the match, wasn't he? Oh yeah, 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 definitely. But I think as well. I mean, he's, you know, you know, and you think, oh well, um, you know, Leeds and first their season back. But you know, if you're working with top class, um, their sort of coaches, then you know you can fit into to this, you know, England side and actually. You know, play your best and actually do that. You know, man of the match, and um, their uh, their sort of performance, and um, it's actually great to see their sort of players actually really sort of grasp that. I mean, how many times have we watched England and you know players who we think will do well, you know, turn out to be quite oh, um, good. yeah, sort of average, and and actually he's he's a player who we might think of as being you know, sort of good, but not, they're sort of great, but he's he's absolutely grasped it. So, you know, fair play to him. You need a water carrier sometimes, and I think Declan Rice is probably the only look at, but to be fair, they're both really good. I think Declan Rice got a bit of heat today. I've seen a few people being a bit despondent, but I'm not going to touch on that because I thought we were fine. But, um, but Matt, I'll, I'll come back to you. I think, I was touching it before about my, my lineup and I, I openly was questioned Mings. I'm still probably going to question Mings moving forward. Uh, Phillips, I definitely questioned. Grelish is like my favourite person on the planet at the minute, and I was devastated he wasn't playing. But originally, before the game, what, what did you make of the lineup? I saw it. I mean, May came around to watch it. And I hadn't seen the lineup. I was shocking with the misses. Typical Sunday morning, afternoon thing to do. And uh, I just said, what, what is the lineup? His first words were a trip here at left back. And mm-hmm. I think we touched on it on the, the preview podcast before the tournament. I'm happy with that. Like he is, he's not, you know, he's obviously not quite as good on his left as his right, but he's a wonderful footballer and he's just won the Liga with Atletico. And even though he was banned for 10 games, I think he was their second highest appearance maker. When you're trusted by someone like Simeone and the way they play Atletico, even in the league, I think the way they play suits preparing you to play international football because they're so disciplined 
And you know the way he plays is, and it, it, they don't play like any other like big side. And they, you know they broke the stranglehold over there on twice now in like seven years. I thought Calvin Phillips again, like most of us, we went, mm, you know, I don't know why. Maybe because he's only been in the Premier year with Leeds, and it's that thing. And you know, this hasn't been a normal season, has it? We've we haven't been watching him play in full crowds, so maybe it was a little bit of not arrogance or just ignorance from us all to go, is he good enough? And clearly he was. And I'll also say, surely now is he your favourite K Phillips of all time? I can't no. think of any. No, I just I'm trying. I was racking my brain trying to think because I can't think of any other K Phillipses, certainly in the northeast, who would be you know legendary statuses. There was a little lad once sent from Watford. I don't know what happened to him in the end, but he was he's pretty. He was he had um he had potential, I would say. Um, yeah, not good enough though. What do you do yeah. for England? One cap, one cap, wasn't it? In a friendly, nonsense. Calvin Phillips, mate, he's the new K Phillips for me. Get get him get Niall Quinn in there with him. Get Quinny in. That's what I say. Phillips and Quinn in midfield. They'll do a job. Nicky Summer be whipping him in. See, I'm, I'm all for that, to be fair. Um, Let's just go back to 1997 and 98 again, can we? Actually, no, not for you. The, the following. We'll go back to the following season when you, you romp the league. Imagine, imagine like well, we can open it being 1998 again. <laughs> Every Sunderland fan listening here is just going to subscribe, 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 subscribe. <laughs> um, question with Calvin Phillips here. Uh, it's probably a daft question, Matt, to be honest, but international football can sometimes allow itself daft questions. Would you play Calvin Phillips this game? Or do you think it's a silly decision not to? Yeah, I think... I know that I've just said that. You've probably got an idea of different teams for different games, but I think someone like him, young, hungry, you know, he's playing at Leeds... I think he's the perfect type of player you need for a game against Scotland. I think Grealish will start against Scotland. I think that's the perfect game for him to go. And I think Foden and Grealish both should start. It's a game yeah. where, you know, on paper, they're the weakest team in the group, aren't they? But it's an England-Scotland game in a major tournament. So, to, again, let's get another cliche. The form book goes out the window because they will be more up for this than any game since, I was going to say since you're 96. But we played him in a two-legged qualifier for Euro 2000, didn't we? 99, was it? Yeah, so yeah, it was like October, November 99. We beat them 2-0 at theirs, and then they beat us at Wembley 1-0, but we went through an aggregate. So Don't they will be up. Of course. Yeah, of course. And then the you know, last time we played them was the uh, that two-all game at theirs when Lee Griffiths scored those two late free kicks, and Harry Kane went and you know scrambled in a 94th minute equaliser. So... They'll they they always they haven't beaten us. I've been in a competitive game since two thousand, so twenty one years. The first you know major tournament since France ninety eight. The first European Championship since Euro ninety six. There's a lot there for them to be like you know it's our time, and certainly I think after tomorrow, when we'll see how they get on in their opener, and it's a winnable game for them. I think it's the best Very opening game we could have asked for, isn't it? So we could be going into this going you know the winner. We'll go top of the group with six points. I kind of want them to win. I, I'm, I want all. You know, I want Wales to do well. I want Scotland to do well. It's only them that hate us. You know, you, you'll know better than that in being up there that you know they do not like the English. I'm surprised that you know tenants. I'm surprised that they were selling strongbows an English side, isn't it? Did they not have? <laughs> What's a Scott? I don't. They don't do Scottish side. Do I was shocked there was no tenants. <laughs> <laughs> Literally Heineken, Heineken. Uh, Strongbow and, and Strongbow Dog. It's £6 a pint, by the way. £6 a pint? In Scotland. Yeah, horrendous. No wonder it, no wonder it wasn't busy. 
I, I basically took out a mortgage to get pissed. That's a disgrace. <laughs> That's not going to go down well, is it? Uh, you know, tomorrow when the Scots are playing, is it an eight o'clock kickoff? Scotland tomorrow. Oh, two o'clock tomorrow. Two oh, o'clock so tomorrow. Mm, a lot of people will be going. Two o'clock tomorrow. Oh, two o'clock on a yeah. Monday. Not the greatest, is it? No, probably safe. Like that's going to stop the Scots. Let's be honest. It definitely won't. Like no, it won't. O- already, Ashley's got a, like a crate in with different countries in, and got <laughs> disappointed that you got four Hungaries in a twenty-four pack. <laughs> but it is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah, it this is, is why tournament football's great. Um, Ian, I think the first twenty minutes were, were great from England, and, and it's weird because we didn't score then, and. But I think the best segment of the game was the first 20 minutes. Uh, England like flew out of the traps and, and I've never seen a shot. I don't know if I'm just really, really, really drunk, but I've never seen a shot go that close to going in and Phil Foden's shot. Um, there's a lot of hype around Phil Foden. What did he make of his performance in, in totally? Um, I think he, uh, you know, he, he started really well. Their sort of movement was absolutely brilliant. Uh, they sort of cutting in. You know, look really lively. They're aware as well, aware of of you know the the, the other players that are around them. Um, again, like I sort of touched on earlier, just you know, typical their sort of England that we couldn't actually stick one away in that in that opening sort of burst. Um, I did think he faded a bit as the match went on, but you know, he is he is a young lad. Um, I would imagine. I mean, my part of Scotland's absolutely roasting, so I would imagine that that the Wembley was even worse. So, um, but uh, yeah, no, no, he was really good. Yeah, and and you know, if Southgate's got their faith in him, you know, he's just you know, he's just he's just won the the league. He's been in, you know, uh, the the Champions League, their final. So you know, he's going to be up for it. So I hate to labour on any negatives at all because if I'm Totally honest with you, it's, there's not many, but I like to have balance. Um, I thought, and it's a player I really rate. Uh, Kyle Walker, Ian was a bit off colour, shall we say? He wasn't. He wasn't the best. Uh, mm-hmm. What did he make of Kyle Walker's performance? Would you potentially, with the fact that we have a million and one right backs at the tournament, would you potentially look at maybe changing him for one of the other one million right backs that we have? <laughs> well, again, I think we've got to trust um, their sort of Southgate there, don't we? I think um, you know the the Scotland game will be the in in the interesting about you know who who plays on their left, uh, you know against who's who's our right back because I mean we we both know how how uh, how sort of talented you know Scotland are down that left hand side so um, yeah yeah haha so you know but you know there's there's sort of choices there you know I think. I think as a whole, there the back four actually looked looked fairly solid, even though on on sort of you know they they sort of paper and in my head I wasn't really thinking oh this is a good mm-hmm. a, a good sort of choice here, but you know they did they're the job. So Tyrone Mings, I've I've chatted about before, and I, I'm fine with him in the squad. I wasn't 100 percent sure with him being a starter, and I'll be honest, I was a bit when he started. But Tyrone Mings is everything. That you want in a footballer, he's massive, he's fast, he's strong, he's confident. Um, you had a good game today, Matt. Do you, do you just keep Tyrone Mings in, um, unless Maguire is is fit next game? Yeah, and, and he also used to be a mortgage advisor, didn't he? Apparently, before he was a footballer, so another string to the bow for us. I, I like my centre halves to be good with the money and yeah. you know, good with, good with property. <laughs> so 
they said on the commentary that they think that Maguire might be fit for the third group game, but you've got a feeling that, you know, if, if, if all goes well and we beat Scotland and we go into that last group game already qualified, you know, needing a point to, to top the group, you wouldn't, you don't want to, we've seen so many times, aren't we? Like Michael Owen and Rooney, injured players, leaving Beckham, yeah. coming back. And Rooney's done it a few times where we, they bring them back and they're not fit. But I think Maguire's different, isn't it? For a centre-half as well, it's not a game-changing type of player. I don't think someone like him, his injury wasn't like super serious. The other ones were like real serious injuries, weren't they, that they, they tried to rush back from. Mings, I agree, he's a weird one. But I've got a couple of, I speak to a couple of Villa fans, good friends of mine, and they tell me they're like, he's not even the best centre-half at Villa, Conser is. Yeah, I've saying, that. But I think, like you say, with Mings, he's a big physical specimen. And... You know, Southgate likes him. I think and he's got. There's a few players there, and you look at the Mason Mount situation. Is, is another one where you go. A year ago, people were like, "What is Mason Mount doing in this England squad? What is he even doing in the Chelsea team ahead of you know the the assortment of riches they had, the Kovacic's, you know, Havertz's and stuff like that." And I think you don't hear that anymore, do you? That no, Mason Mount isn't good enough. Show is gone because they've seen, you know, and Tuchel, who's a top manager, loves him as well. He's and very, very good, Mason Mount, to be fair. He, but you're right it, in what you're saying, yeah. It, it's, I think he's a totally different type of attacking midfielder to Grealish and Foden. I think they're so explosive, aren't they? Yeah. I think, ironically enough, I think Mount was more of a Lampard type. Mm-hmm. And you, you always had, used to have that Lampard-Gerrard comparison, you know, who's the better player? And I was always, both wonderful world-class footballers, I was always more on the Lampard side of things because... Gerard was Gerard would do things like is Gerard's highlight reel would be better and more you know amazing to watch. But Lampard was just like again, let's get another cliche like you're a Rolls Royce of a footballer, mm-hmm. everything's smooth. He doesn't make long bursting runs, but he's just constantly in the right place at the right time, and he's constantly does the right thing with the ball. I think Mason Mount is the Lampard. I think Phil Foden and Grealish are competing to be the new Gaza, and um, you know who does that leave? Who does not leave in the squad? Who's the next shit? Kane is is obviously the shearer. So who wants to be uh, the Teddy Sheringham? Who wants to be the Ince? There's a big one with, with, with Kane today. And again, I'm, I'm there was few negatives. I mean, I would love to have won seven nil and been a mate like Holland in U ninety six, but it's not going to happen. Like, um, but Kane Kane was quite deep today, wasn't he? It was a bit of a different game from Carry Kane today. I would like to see. Um, well, I thought again. Oh, they're this bit they sort of annoys me slightly so Kane is um, they're sort of capped it up and I must admit I thought halfway through that second half I thought actually bring them off get uh, they get Calvert um, they're sort of looing on um, but you know is he is he your their sort of talisman is he going to bang in you know six goals and he's good you know, but is know? he the same that's the thing isn't it it's like uh, I, I could never see Calvert Lewin winning us a European Championship. I could see Kane winning us a, a and, and I feel I, God, I hope Calvert Lewin can eat my words and this is recorded forevermore and he wins us the Euros in the last minute of a the final. Mm-hmm. But I really like Calvert Lewin like an awful lot. But Kane's just got that experience and he's got that kind of oh god, he could win the golden boot and he could drive us there, couldn't he? So it's I'd like to I'd like to move it further forward, but I'm I'm really sort of splitting hairs, mate. Um Ian one thing that I wasn't 100% sure on throughout the game, and I know Matt said he thought he, he played quite well, and I don't think he didn't. I just didn't like him having to keep on cutting in 
on the right hand, like on his right foot, Trippier. Do, do you change Trippier or do you continue him against um, Scotland? Would, would you maybe put like a left-footed player there considering we've got two good left-backs, I suppose? Yeah. Again, I mean, for, there's Chilwell and Shaw, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Shaw, I've always got my doubts about, but I mean, again, he's a... He's had a decent season. Um, not a fan of Luke Shaw. <laughs> the dog oh. has spoken. They're sort of chill well. I mean, yeah, you know, he's a decent player. But Just won the Champions League, I guess. Well, mm. yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, you know, do you go with that? Or, you know, or what does, you know, Southgate see that we don't? I mean, that's, that's the thing. And do we put our faith in him? That's... I find it interesting that he played Trippier because I was thinking... To, when you when you put a uh, uh, when you put a player that's not a natural player in that position, there's a reason you've put them in there. And I thought, is it for defensive reasons? No, probably not, because you would play them at right back. Did he put them there because he has to be in the team? And I thought, well, Trippy is not like first name on the team sheet. So I thought, is it for his set pieces? Um, that's the only thing I could really think of. I mean, I, I like Trippy a lot. I would be more than happy. Dropping based on today's performance, maybe dropping Walker and putting Trippier right back and then bringing the left back. But I'd like, I'd like to see more balance. Matt, are you of a similar nature or? It's it's hard. We touched on there about Scotland's main threat being the left hand side, and it Robertson Tierney, probably their two best players. You know, the two closest players they've got to being you know, real world class players. So you wonder, don't you? Will he? You know, We've got the option, maybe not with Maguire out, but we can play that three at the back with wing backs, can't we? Or we can play the flat back four. It's a tough one. I, you know, I would, I trust Southgate. I, I don't think there's a right, a right and a wrong. I, you know, I don't think anyone would be arguing if Reese James starts. I don't think anyone would argue if Kyle Walker starts, Trippier, you know, and same at left back if, you know, if it's Chilwell, if it's Luke Shaw. Every single one of them there, you go, no, yeah, I'm, ha- I'm happy for them to play. It's There's so much strength in that squad. Every Pretty much every single position has got someone where if they play, you'd be like, no, that, that does not weaken this first 11. If anything, it might strengthen it. And I think it, it is going to depend on on who we're playing, you know, on what we need from a game. Certainly, if we get out of the group and get into the knockout phase. There's a big thing, I think, um, they were talking on, I can't remember, I think it was Michael Richards was talking about the, three at the back and Ashley Williams was on because obviously Ashley Williams was part of that Wales squad that played the three slash five at the back and he said the problem is when you play against good teams it goes from a three to a five quite yeah. instantly um, which is why I was like I want us to play four today uh, obviously that's worked but I think um, with all due respect towards Scotland it should be mainly us dominating possession and if we finish our chances it should it should on paper football's not played on paper but let's pretend it is it should be England that's winning, especially at Wembley. So I think he could feasibly play a back three and be pretty confident that most of the game is not going to turn into a back five. So I would be quite happy with like maybe I, I think they said they were in training, they were playing with Luke Shaw on the back the left side of a back three. Almost like a right side a left side of centre half, which I think I'm kind of okay with because he's he's a pretty big guy. But I think um it's you also think be harsh Walker. Changes, Walker, Stones, and Mings would be a three, wouldn't you? You think he's he likes using Walker as the right side and centre half, doesn't he? I think because Mings is is left footed as well, isn't he? That was yeah. a big reason that he played him on the left hand side. But um, I mean, 
overall again it's great i feel like this this kind of podcast we've been doing it a lot of it's been like oh my god we have so many great players why are we not talking about one in the tournament it's because we're english um but just to finish ian obviously i'll, I'll come to you first um mm-hmm. scotland on friday it's a big game i'm not cause just because of where me and you both live i think it's a lot more difficult than people are making making it out but but realistically We've won the first game. It allows us to even sneak a draw, sneak a draw, like get a draw, and it's not a disaster. But um, how do you see how do you see Friday going? I think, to be honest, I think it's going to be going to get your windows put out. By the way, if you say that you're going to Scotland, are going to get beat. <laughs> <laughs> as am I. I think it's either going to be really, really, really tight and and sort of cagey and actually come down to their sort of errors. Mm-hmm. Or, or England's either going to do really well, or actually Scotland are going to turn up and and maybe sort of rain on the uh, the parade. I know I'm kind of covering everything there, but um, I think in this one you it's just, a derby, you just it? don't know. You it just... is a it is a derby, mate. It's the thing. It's like like when someone play Newcastle, you kind of go, well, if we play well, we'll win. If we get beat, we'll. If we play bad, we'll get beat. You kind of you hate judging it, so I kind of understand yeah. it. And um, oh, fingers crossed. Obviously, got a preview show during the week with a few more Scots and whatnot, which should be oh god, yeah, no, it should be fun, Matt. You're invited as well. Don't worry, oh, um, <laughs> Matt. Uh, overall, how did you feel? How do you feel on the weekend after a few beers and going into Friday's game? I'm again, like again, as a Sunderland fan and as a Tramia fan and as an England fan. <laughs> It's very hard to ever get optimistic, isn't it, about anything? You just instantly, when something good happens, you go, "What's going to go wrong next?" Yeah. So something, something, even something like good, you go, "Something catastrophic is coming," because we can't keep being good. It was, you know, good, solid professional performance. We restricted them, you know, a win, almost like the, the obviously, like I said, you'd love to win three or four nil. It's not going to happen. It's almost the perfect performance. The sun's been out. We've all had a few beers. Like we've said, that game on Friday. Your analogy of it being just like your, the Newcastle Sunderland game is perfect. It's you, you can't look at the fact you know everything's out the window. You need, and I think this squad understands what it's about. It'll be I pretty much, you know, there's not many players left from the bizarrely from the 2017 game, is there? There's been a high squad yeah. turnover ever since. You know, Kane, Pickford. And Trippier might have played in it. Maybe Maguire. It's so, actually Joe Hart was in goal. It was a was he? Was that enough? Yeah, yeah. So you know, a lot's changed in those four years. Oxley Chamberlain so, scored the first one. Yeah, he did, didn't no he? Idea. And not no near the squad. Small in <laughs> centre back. Bloody hell! They're ridiculous. Have you got that? Tell me, you've got that game in front of you? Or are you just doing this from memory? I, living in Glasgow, I remember it very well. <laughs> oh, because they still harp on about it. It was amazing, wasn't it? Those two might have been mentioned once or twice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, like I say, if, if all goes as it should, nine times out of ten, we should win that game. But again, I think it does matter as well how they get on tomorrow against the Czechs. If, if they mm-hmm. get a win, they'll be flying. Yeah. And, you know, I think, it, I wish it was in front of a full house. It's not, is it? It's still restricted Wembley attendance. And is their final group game at Hamden? Or, yeah. yeah, Croatia. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, it's. It's going to be great, isn't it? It's it's just great to be. I'd almost forgotten because it seems so long since the World Cup, doesn't it? Twenty eighteen, but how good a major tournament is, 
I, I've never been in my life excited to watch Austria North Macedonia. And I was like, I, oh, and do you know, I was so into that game watching it. I was hoping North Macedonia, I went, yeah. I went, when North Macedonia scored, I celebrated it genuinely more than when we scored. Because like, <laughs> you, know, you see what it means to this country. Oh, what, what a player, what a career what he's had. You know, just a legend of the pod is Pandev. Oh, and and Ian, le- Ian will back me up on that. Yeah. What yeah. a, you know, like a serial hero. He's just done it for everyone. He's played that, hasn't he? He's, he's at, um, is it Genoa now? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he yeah. is at Genoa. Like, you know, he's, he's Inter and he's just, you know, a wonderful. Yeah, he's been balding since he was like seven, hasn't he? Like, he's, he looks the same now as he did 10 years ago when he was play, you know, winning the. Champions League in the league for Inter under Mourinho, but forty-seven hours and then yeah, check his passport. Be one of them, maybe you know <laughs> the old North Macedonian passport. But just this tournament now, then we've got Ukraine Holland tonight, and it's just my missus doesn't like football, doesn't get it, never has, and like I don't think she quite understands how big a deal these major tournaments are. And I've always preferred the Euros. I've said I think it's a bit, I think it's harder to win because I think the overall standard is higher, mm-hmm. and. I've always liked the fact that there's no stupid kickoff times because it's always in Europe. There's no, oh, it's a seven o'clock kickoff on a Monday morning and it's one pound a pint in Weatherspoons till the first goal and then you draw nil-nil with Nigeria and then you've got to go to six-round college after 12 one-pound pints and sit there in a psychology lecture. That's for another podcast. I (laughs) I think it's, um, I think just the the perfect weekend, even the, the game on Friday, you know, in front of the fans in Rome, They've missed out on major tournament, you know, and the Dutch are back in. You know, they missed out on the World Cup last. It'd be nice, to, not nothing against Ukraine, but it'd be great for the Dutch to get a win tonight. And you're just, you know, love the Dutch. Yeah, who doesn't Dutch. like it? some great kits? I've got me nineteen. I've got the Euro eighty eight kit. I've got the France ninety eight night kit. Like, just you know, good players, good team, and it's just great, isn't it? A major tournament, a major Euros, an England win, and then. Um, a right grudge match coming up on Friday that, you know, may the best man win. And by that, I mean England. Yeah. Let's go. Here. By the way, I'm going to come and uh, rebuild Hadrian's wall. If you want to join me from your side. Yeah. I can, it's you not know. that far from me to be fair. We can meet in the middle. We've got a week, haven't we? We can get, you know, get that. Ian can jump in. Well, before, like, does anyone remember, right, before we played them in Euro 96, I've tried to find this anywhere and I can't find any chase of it it was a show broadcast on i think channel four the night before the friday night before we played them and it was called england v scotland the ultimate decider and i had nick hancock representing england it was in like a studio with england fans on one side and it had oh, what's his name gordon someone scottish like comedian gordon um it's not gordon burns he did the crypt on fact what i forget he, he was on like um all like the scottish like sketch comedies his name's gordon something and it was um Father Ted, the actor who played Father Ted, was the referee in the middle, refereeing it. And it was them basically arguing what's be- who's better at stuff like culture, food, stuff like this. And in the end, I think Scotland won 5-4. And it was so funny. And I can't find any trace of it anywhere. It's not on YouTube. I can't even find like on like IMDb that the show existed. It was Gordon Kennedy, yes. It was. If anyone's so seen gonna... it, please do Gordon... send it in. England versus like Scotland. Yeah, the ultimate decider. It was called. The a live watch decider. along if we can find it. Be great. Yeah, it was great. so funny. If I hadn't had what else to do for the best part of fifteen months, we might as well. <laughs> Ian, 
Matt, thanks as always for popping on. Um, if you're listening, subscribe and that, whatever you want, do what you like, don't care. Um, but if you want to subscribe, you can. Uh, hopefully, we'll do plenty more of these reaction shows for England specifically, because um, I'd like to win stuff, because it's nice. Uh, but thanks yeah. for joining us, Matt. Thanks for joining us, Ian. Hope you had fun. Pleasure. Yeah, it's been great. Cheers. Sound, lads. <laughs>